0: theme for this service of recognition is Psalm 100 verse 4 and it says enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. I would like you to put on your imagination hat and imagine something with me. I want you to imagine a hurting person seated on one side of the desk at the Christian Counseling Center and I want you to imagine one of our loving Christian Counseling Center counselors being seated on the opposite side of the desk. And what you are imagining is that a counseling session is underway between the hurting person and the one who seeks to help. The hurting person presenting at the center isn't functioning well at home or at work because high levels of anxiety and worry. And the counselor, truth be known, has come to this particular counseling session having already tried to help three other hurting persons earlier in the day. One who has given up on their marriage, one who will soon be evicted from their apartment, and the third uh, who doesn't want to live anymore. The counselee is worried And the counselor who is counseled by that point in the day almost 20 hours over the last two work days, that counselor, truth be told, is exhausted. And so on one side of the desk sits fear and on the other side of the desk sits fatigue. Is there help for both sides of a desk? And could it be that the help that would be shared by the counselee and the counsellor is the same help. Would help for the ones be similar help for the other. It seems to me that Psalm 100 verse 4 will help both the counselee who is crumpling under anxiety and the counsellor who is limping along because of exhaustion. Usually a good place to start when studying any scripture verse is to identify the verbs, the action words that are in the verse. In Psalm 104, there are three verbs. Enter, be thankful, and bless. Enter, be thankful, and bless. Say that with me. Enter, be thankful, and bless. Those are the three verbs of the one verse, and they're there in a certain order. Enter, be thankful, and bless. So let's consider entering. The historical setting of Psalm 100, verse 4, of course, was that the Jewish temple had been built and it was to be entered by Jewish people so that they could be thankful to God and bless God. And so the instruction of Psalm 100, verse 4, is that they were to enter the temple. Now, because... Back then, the temple of the Lord focused on God, who he is, and what he does. And because the gates and the courts of those temple place, they are described as being his gates. The gates and the temples belong to God because that was where you were supposed to go to worship God, to thank God, and to bless God. And so, of course, the great thing is that now the born-again believer in Christ is the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you know Jesus as your Savior, then the moment you trusted him for salvation, you were baptized by the Holy Spirit, placed into Christ, placed into Christ's family, and you became the habitation or the temple of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to go to Jerusalem, although it's a great place to visit. Beth and I were blessed to go. You don't have to go to Jerusalem, though, to find a Jewish temple that's yet to be rebuilt, but it will be rebuilt. You don't have to go to Jerusalem to find a Jewish temple wherein you can enter its gates with thanksgiving and its courts with praise because wherever you go, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Whatever circumstance you face, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so when it comes to the conscious choice for you to enter into God's temple gates and enter into his courts with praise and thanksgiving, it's a choice that you can make where you work, where you live, where you shop, wherever you are. And so that needs to be said. Now, whenever and wherever we battle anxiety, we are temples of the Holy Spirit. And wherever and whenever a counselor faces exhaustion, that born-again counselor also is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And God, the Holy Spirit, for the redeemed child of God on either side of the counseling section desk, the Holy Spirit for each of those believers is as near as their every breath and as near as their every heartbeat. That's a tremendous fact to thank God for. And so from the first verb of the verse, enter, we move on to the next verb, to be thankful. Here are the verse again. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. You know, being thankful is a universal key for most all of the Christian life. Being thankful is a key that fits all the locks of all the doors of your spiritual life as a believer. Being thankful fits virtually every lock in your life, and it opens and addresses virtually every problem you will ever have, the choice of being thankful. In the King James Version, there are at least 151 Bible verses telling us or explaining about being thankful, 151 verses. Now, let's think of, imaginary wise, let's think of a particular uh, counselee, the great Apostle Paul. Let's say he entered a counseling session across the parking lot by way of Zoom, a Zoom call from all the centuries past. The Apostle Paul sitting in the chair, the counselee's chair at the Christian Counseling Center. If the counselor were to ask the Apostle Paul if he was a thankful person, the Apostle Paul could point to scripture to prove that he was indeed a thankful person, even even, especially when he was in jail. Ephesians 1, 15 and 16, Paul writes. Under inspiration. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord, Jesus, and your love for all the saints, do not to give thanks cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Here was the Apostle Paul in jail, thinking about the ancient church at Ephesus, not ceasing to be thankful to God for the church at Ephesus. Another example, right from the same jail cell, the Spirit of God had him write to the church at Philippi. And to the church at Philippi, the incarcerated Apostle Paul said in verse 3 of chapter 1 of Philippians, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Here was the Apostle Paul in jail giving thanks to God unceasingly for the believers at ancient Philippi. But there's more. Still in jail, God the Holy Spirit moved the Apostle Paul to write in Colossians 1, excuse me, Colossians 3, 16 and 17, this, writing to the church at Colossae. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, and whatever you do, in word or deed, do all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So... If the Apostle Paul were to enter into a counseling session at the Christian Counseling Center by way of a Zoom call across all of the centuries and the counselor were to say to Mr. Paul, are you a thankful person? He could point to the verses he was used of God to write in Scripture to say, yeah, I'm a thankful person even when I was in a dank, dirty, damp jail cell. Now, What if the jailed Apostle Paul was sitting by way of a Zoom call on the counselor's side of the desk? What would he have to say to someone he was counseling by way of this Zoom call across the centuries? To what would the Apostle Paul call every counselee who he was seeking to help? Well, he would call them to thankfulness too he would call them to being thankful persons. In Ephesians 5, 3 and 4, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which is not fitting, watch, but rather giving of thanks. The Apostle Paul, if he was Counseling someone in the Christian counseling center, uh, counseling room, he would call them, he would direct them, he would exhort them to be thankful. Even in the situation they find themselves in, even the difficulties, the problems, the uncertainties, the pressures, the stressors, he would say to that counselee, for what can you be thankful to God? Make a list. I'll wait. For what can you be thankful to God? And what the Apostle Paul in this imaginary scenario might ask of a counselee across the parking lot at the Christian Counseling Center, I believe scripture through Apostle Paul writing these verses is asking me, for what can you be thankful, Rob? And asking each of us, for what or for whom can you be thankful Being thankful to God is a master key. It's a key that opened Paul's heart while he was in jail to think beyond his own circumstances, to think beyond his own confinements, to think beyond his own pressures. Thankfulness in his heart was a key that unlocked his heart and eyes to see Christ and to be most interested in the interests of Christ. Going back to our initial imaginary counseling scenario where you've got a fearful counselee and a fatigued counsellor, it would do both of these individuals, both the anxious counselee and the exhausted counsellor, it would do both of these a world of good if they both would count their many blessings. If they both would see their respective glasses as being half full and not half empty. It would bless equally the anxious counseling and the exhausted counselor if they both, in sincerity and humility, chose to be thankful. And so as I call myself to thankfulness as I'm preaching God's word, and as I call you who are listening to this sermon to thankfulness, I wonder if we could take a selfie, each take a selfie not of our face, but of our heart. Could you take a selfie of your heart with me, even as I will take a selfie of my heart? I wonder what grade we could put on ourselves when it comes to being thankful. The grade of A would be, it needs no improvement in my life. Probably very few of us could give ourselves an A. The letter grade of B would be, well, this thankfulness to God thing, it comes and it goes. The grade of C would be usually someone has to remind me about being thankful for me to be thankful. D, the grade of D, I poke holes in other person's thankfulness to God. There have been times in my life, I'm not proud to say that that's how I looked at it, Oh, yeah, you really think you should be thankful. I never said that out loud. But in my heart, I said it. And when I had that outlook about being thankful to God, I should have given myself a D. D grade. And an F grade is the Christian, and these folks exist. It's the Christian says, me being thankful to God that isn't about me at all. That's an F. So when we think about that grade scale, A to F, we must remember something. We must remember that being thankful is not circumstantial. Being thankful is not situational. Being thankful is not... If my circumstances of life are conducive to being thankful, you know, like around the Thanksgiving table in the United States or Canada or other, we have Thanksgiving meals here sometimes too. It's not because you're seated at a Thanksgiving dinner table in a chair that you are going to be prone to be thankful for the first time to God for a month. No, being thankful is a choice. Than we make. Being thankful is not something that happens to us. Being thankful is a choice we make that we will be thankful. Some of the most convicting people I know and love have so many problems health problems, money problems, parenting problems, marriage problems. And that they're some of the most thankful people I know. They make a choice to find that for which they can thank God. And when I have a choice about who I spend time with, I gravitate to the persons who have terrible circumstances in their lives, but they are characteristically thankful. I know other persons. The problems that they have are pretty small. (laughs) In the big picture of things, their problems are minute. But they walk around in life with this minute problem. All they can see is this problem. Everywhere they turn, there's this problem. And they don't think that for which to thank God for all the other parts of their lives that are going well. As the saying goes... I complained when I didn't have shoes until I met a man who didn't have feet. What side of the counseling desk you're on, whichever side, whether you're on the counselee's side of the desk or on the counselor's side of the desk, God's call this morning is for both parties to be thankful to make the choice of being thankful either you see all of us either we choose to be thankful or we choose to complain and you know what in canada we used to call him a kissing cousin a kissing cousin to complaining is worrying a kissing cousin To complaining is worrying. If you know a complainer, I'll guarantee you they're also a worrier. And so we have these verbs in Psalm 100 verse 4. We have the verb of enter, the verb of be thankful, and the verb of bless. The verse again, enter into his courts with thanksgiving and into his, uh, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, watch now, and bless His name. The third verb is to bless. We are to bless God. This verb action stands on the foundation of the previous two verbs of the verse. It stands on the foundation of entering and on the foundation of being thankful. When you have entered into a posture, attitude, and thought pattern of praising and thanking God, then you're in a position of blessing him. What does it mean to bless God? The Hebrew verb barak is here used for bless. Barak in the Hebrew language means to kneel, to adore, to salute, to thank. And so, brothers and sisters, we kneel before God when we are thankful. We adore God when we are thankful. We salute God when we are thankful. We thank God when we've entered into an understanding of who God is, found in his word, and to an understanding of what God has done, that's found in his word, and entered into an understanding of what God will do. Now, This barak blessing verb in this verse is in something called the PL stem of the Hebrew language. It's a command. We're commanded to bless the Lord. God expects us to bless him. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his Name. His name is all that he stands for his character, his attributes, his decrees, his will, and his workings. Be thankful to him, command, and bless his name. This sermon's opening imaginary counseling scenario is not far fetched. An anxious client. And an exhausted counselor. Because regularly, the Christian Counseling Center's ministry helps persons who are hurting to deal with many weighty problems divorce, and bullying, and addictions, domestic violence and adultery, incest and crimes, suicidal ideation, double lives. Mental illnesses, etc. The list could go on. And so, along with our ongoing financial gifts to help the costs of the Christian Counseling Center's ministry, I want to make a simple suggestion to you that I plan to try to put into action myself. And here's the suggestion that we regularly pray this simple prayer for the Christian Counseling Center's clients. And for the center's counselors, here's the prayer I'm going to seek to pray and call you to do the same. Dear Lord, today I ask you to create an outlook of thankfulness both within each client and within each counselor. Amen. I intend to try to pray that simple little prayer every time I see the counseling center building. When I arrive, On the church property to start a work day, I see the building. When I walk out to finish my day, I see the building. Maybe when you drive by on Collins Avenue and you see the Christian Counseling Center building, I'm calling me and I'm calling you, if you'll participate, please. That when you see that building, every time you see that building, you pray something like this. Dear Lord, today I ask you to create an outlook of thankfulness, both within each client and within each counselor. Amen. That'll make a difference. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Let's do that. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name for all That it stands for, it stands for who you are, it stands for what you've promised, it stands for what you have done, it stands for what you are doing, it stands for what you will do. Lord, we volitionally choose to bless your name. And we volitionally choose to be thankful children of yours. We choose to understand that the Holy Spirit of God lives within us as your redeemed children. Help us, Lord, on whichever side of the desk we may sit to be thankful and to bless your name. Amen.